0: We love and appreciate Brother Cody Marks so very much His ministry Just the several times that He's preached in our church Has left an incredible mark And I thank God he's in the Northwest Even if he's not in our church I'm just glad he's somewhere up here Because those are divine indicators Of what's coming Without any further delay God bless you Brother Marks Your wife, your children We love you Take your absolute liberty in the Holy Ghost. Let's put our hands together under the Lord for the man of God. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Him praise. First, I'd first like to say that I'm thankful for what we've heard the last two services I count it a and an honor to call Nathaniel Larson a close friend and I appreciate his ministry and Lives what he preaches. And uh, thank you, Brother Urshan, for being fearless, being honest, for loving the kingdom. Let me appreciate Brother Urshan. Amen. I would like to give honor to the bishop of this church and his wife and the family I appreciate visionaries and I appreciate people who are not afraid of work people who are not afraid of devils chance takers I like being around people that are willing to take chances. And uh, the males are jumpers. And I appreciate their willingness to come to the Northwest and jump. love to hear him preach. He pastors one of the greatest churches in Pentecost. And I appreciate Cornerstone and their leadership. And this meeting, I'm just thankful you got this meeting to come to. Last but not least, I give honor to my wife family poor thing lives with me and has to sit there and hear me preach I feel sorry for her. just endure baby she's not the only one enduring there's quite a crowd of other people that have had to endure the last 13 months I'm from Calgary here today and I appreciate Truth Church and I love them dearly Appreciate what's going on there all the interconnectedness the unity I like the harmony I feel in this meeting I like the harmony that I feel in this meeting and then uh, there's a guy over there that kind of looks like me, he's not quite as good looking as I am but uh, I didn't ask Gary's opinion, I'm the one preaching hallelujah <laughs> Long ways to come to hear his brother preach, but I'm glad he made the sacrifice. Oh, Praise God. Well, I'm going kind of slow here, and then and I may surprise you when I say this because you may think, man, he's such a collected composure tonight. Really, I'm about to blow up. I'm just trying to figure out which direction to blow up in. I have no choice. Um, I had youthy stuff. Um, good what I felt like was good stuff. God's given me I, I come with about four or five things I wanted to preach and then. Something happened today that gave me no choice to preach this. So here we go. Luke chapter 18. On Radio Land tonight makes me real nervous that people can just jump in at any point during the service. Because <laughs> some of the phone calls I get, praise God. And so I'm just left my phone in the room because I don't care to feel a buzz while I'm preaching. Praise God. No. You know what? If you whether you're in the airways or you're sitting here tonight. If you don't believe in this kind of stuff, you know what? It's I don't have time to fuss and fight with you. There is a there is a spirit world. There is a spirit world, and um, and we are in we are in a fight. And I want to preface everything I'm fixing to do by saying, none of this is to bring attention to me. It's kind of like Paul said, I can only say and tell you those things which I've seen done. And I didn't come. This was the farthest thing from my mind coming to this meeting. In fact, some of the stuff I'm fixing to walk into, I haven't, I hadn't been down in a while. Um, But God's given me no choice. And and if I can make it long, I'm going to share with you what happened today. Luke chapter 18 verse number 1 And he spake a parable unto them to this end That men ought always to pray And not to faint Say There was a city There was in a city a judge Which feared not God Neither regarded man And there was a widow in that city And she came unto him saying Avenge me of mine adversary. He would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me. I wonder what would happen if we quit troubling the pastor, and troubling one another, and start troubling God. Boy, it's like the amens are going to be few and far between. Brother Urshan, stay close. I may have to throw you the mic. Praise God. Troubleth me. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said. Now anytime the Lord says something, I believe we ought to perk up and pay attention. Hear what the unjust judge saith. Oh, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Northwest, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. That's how long it takes God to turn it around. That's how long it takes him to do a spiritual U-turn, just speedily. Now I'm just going to tell you from the outset: I believe there's some things going to be set in motion tonight in this meeting. I didn't come here to preach some little canned message. Uh, I'm just telling you what I, what I know. I don't not what I feel, what I know. There are, there are some things that are going to turn in the spirit tonight. I got. of you that believe that. The other 80... The other 80's in trouble. I'm just telling you. There are some things that are going to turn tonight. Not Not because I'm the one preaching. This is just a spiritual intersection in time. It's about time. You're here. I'm here. God's here. It's an intersection of time. It's a point where God is fixing to take his finger and move some things. Where's your faith at tonight? I'm talking about stuff. I'm talking about stuff that's 10, 15, 20, 25 years old. I'm talking to stuff that's 100 years old. God, tonight. In fact, in the Spirit, there will be cases that are long, cold, and forgotten that God will pull the file. And set it in order. There's a hundred years, and I don't know what's significant about that, but I believe, I feel very strong, there's a hundred years of prayers prayed. Promises promised, prophecies spoken. There are prophecies that will be set in motion and began tonight to unfold and be fulfilled by men who've long been in the grave. God said, I have remembered their words. I'm preaching already. Your tears are not in vain. The sacrifice is not in vain. The all-night prayer meetings have not been in vain. God does not reward faithfulness with emptiness. God does not reward faithfulness with barren fields. God does not reward faithfulness by turning a deaf ear. God does not reward faithfulness By allowing His people to continue and continue and continue and continue to wait. God does not not reward faithfulness by perpetual laboring. No, I have come to preach to the Northwest that there is a reward. There is a day of vengeance. God is going to put his hands on some things tonight and turn them over. Move them. There are unmovable what seem like unmovable obstacles. That tonight God will put his hands on them and they will dissipate. There will be red seas parted in this service tonight. There are walls that we have spent so much energy trying to go around, build stuff over, dig under, jump, climb. We've tried every possible venue, every possible way to get around, get over, get under. Tonight those walls will turn into open doors. Open doors. Oh God, I feel what I'm about to say. Open doors to prepared tables. Where the enemy will sit helplessly and hopelessly. But here's the key. When he comes. When he shows up. When your day of vindication comes will he find faith? When your day comes and it all comes to a head and God says enough's enough and he steps in what, what will he find? When he gets to the door he says, I've come prepared to pay you off. What's he going to be met with at the door? Complacency? Apathy? Fear? Discouragement? A bride that's asleep? Put up, shut up. up. Or will there be somebody standing on the other side of the door that said, come on in here, I've been waiting on you. I'm going to let you be seated. Just a second. We're going to pray tonight. I want to preach for a little while from the subject, the day, everything begins to change the day the moment the time what you have felt in this meeting is more than just the excitement of a conference something in the air something different something going on the day Somebody say it with me. The day. The day. Everything. everything. Say it like you have conviction. Everything. everything. When everything, everything. Begins, to begins to change. Throw your hands in the air and let's cry out to God and pray. with Lord, I'm going to hand clap before you're seated. Thank you for standing. He begins... 18th chapter, the strong admonishment, very pointed, emphatically, he gives a strategic, instructive, militant order. That order is that men ought always to pray. Spiritually minded. Men ought to always be on their toes. No time for slouchiness. Not a time to be caught off guard. But sober, yes. vigilant, yes. understanding the time, right. understanding the day, yeah. understanding that this could be the day. Yeah. Men ought to always pray. More than just, I believe, gender specific speaking of a male, I believe he's speaking to mankind in general. Men ought always to pray. Pray when things are good. Pray when things are bad. Pray when things are up. Pray when things are down. Pray in the winter time. Pray in the promise of spring. Pray in the waiting room. Pray as the baby's being born. Men ought always to pray. Mindfulness. Living on the edge of expectancy. He said men ought always to pray and not to faint. Not to faint. Men should never give up. Men should never give up. I have come to boldly proclaim to this standout conference. And people who have gathered here from several states and from Canada that it is not time to faint, it is not time to give up. Come on. Come on. We are too close. We are on the cusp. We are on the edge. We are on the precipice. If you have any kind of spiritual sensitivity at all, you understand. You are a key. You are akin to the fact. That something is in the air. Something is about to happen. I have come to preach to this conference. I have come to preach to every pastor. Every pastor's wife. I have come to preach to every young person. That sits here on these chairs tonight. It's not time to back up. Put up. Shut up. Or backslide. Hallelujah. I want to spend a second here to admonish you. If you've got the white towel of surrender in your hand, put it away. Go to your knees and use it to wipe your nose with. If you've got a white towel of surrender in your hand and you're on the verge of turning and throwing away everything you've invested, turn that white towel into a rally towel. Turn that white towel of surrender into a rally weapon. Hallelujah, I... I want to encourage the faint heart. I want to encourage the discouraged. I want to encourage the despondent one. I want to encourage the one that's lonely. I want to encourage the one that the devil's been lying to. I want to encourage the one that's on your way out tonight. I want to encourage the one that hell's fighting you on every side. I want to encourage the one whose parents are giving you grief about being apostolic. I want to encourage the one here tonight... That all hell's breaking loose on the job. Men ought to always pray and never give up. Hallelujah, I'm not here to hype your emotions, but I have come here with a clear sound and a prophetic word in my lips. You are on the cusp of the greatest revival you have ever seen. You are on the precipice. You are on the edge of everything that God has promised you. Don't turn your back now. Don't throw in the towel now. Don't walk away now. Come on, raise your hands again. Lift your voice again. Dance one more time. Give God one more hand clap. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that with God, a day can make a difference. One service can make a difference. I want you to understand that just as sure as there was a beginning to this trial, there is an end. Just as sure as there is a beginning to this trouble, there is an end. Just as sure as there was a beginning to this valley, there is an end. And you're too close to the end of your trial and too close to the beginning. Of your blessing to quit now. My God, get them kids up. Get them dressed. Go to the prayer room one more time. All it takes is one service. All it takes is one moment. All it takes is one day. For God to turn it around. Clap your hands and give God praise. Tonight. Come on. I'm looking for some wild-eyed apostolics in this place that says quitting is not in my vocabulary. Surrender, I don't understand. Throwing the towels nowhere close to my mind. I will go forward. I will pray forward. I will come through this. Somebody shout yes from your toe. Come on, shout yes. My God, walk around that wall one more time. Look up in the sky one more time. Preach it one more time. Go back to your knees one more time. Come on. You've come too far to quit now. It's not the will of God to quit. Come on, press. So if it's not the will of God, we quit, If it's not the will of God for us to stop, then pray tell me what the will of God is. If men are not to faint, if men are not to relax, then what are men supposed to do? What's the appropriate attitude in the presence of adversity? I say that again. What is the appropriate attitude in the presence of adversity? What is the appropriate spirit in the absence of clarity? What is the appropriate reaction in the midst of looking like nothing is going my way? If it's not the will of God to throw in the towel, if it's not the will of God for men to faint, if it's not the will of God for me to be weary in the midst of well-doing, then what is the will of God? Come on. He launches into a parable. And he begins to talk about this woman that has got in her mind, that this judge is the only one that can change this situation. Somewhere, somehow, some way, we don't have. A lot of descriptive verses as to what gave her this idea. We see that she seemingly stands alone. If there's a man, the man is not there. If there are sons, the sons are not there. We see a spirit from this lady that says, If I stand alone, I'll still stand. If I believe alone. Now I don't know if there was anybody else at the house. I don't know. But, 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 I, but I, there, there is a spirit that permeates from this text. The determination of this woman screams in my ear tonight. That she's made up in her mind. Regardless of what anybody else does. Regardless of who decides to stay home. Who decides to stay in the bed? Or how useless somebody else says that my persistence and importunity is. I, God, I need some help in here tonight. Come on. You're wasting your time. Why do you keep harassing that guy? Why do you keep going down there beating on his door? Why do you keep going down there messing with him? come on why don 't you leave him alone don 't you realize that all that praying 's not getting you anywhere don 't you realize that all that shouting 's not getting you anywhere come on don 't you realize that all you 're doing is making a bunch of clamor and noise it 's just a bunch of racket come on you 're in the northwest The northwest doesn 't want revival the northwest doesn 't want to hold it i 've heard all those voices. Come on I not I've never lived here but uh, but, but Spokane, the males have been good to me, but this city hasn't been real well to me at times. Uh, but, but but that, uh, that that's beside beside the point. I, I've heard all of the voices. It's 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 just a waste of time. You you're going to an empty well. You you keep taking that bucket and dropping it in to a well that there's no water in. Come on, Mayo, why, why don't you just give up? You're a revivalist. Why don't you take your persistence somewhere else? Why why don't you take your endeavor somewhere? You take the spirit, males got you plant him in the south and he'll run a thousand people. Quit, quit hanging your hat in the northwest. I've heard all those voices. Come on, Marx. Why don't you go somewhere else and preach this stuff about revival? People will believe it. You won't have near the obstacles. You won't, you won't have near the opposition. You won't have near the spirits of unbelief that rise up against you. Come on. Why do you love the north? I've heard all those voices I've felt all of the headaches I've I've felt I've felt the spirits the next morning when you get up and the devil says oh yeah what about that breakthrough this morning I've felt the foolishness I've gotten in my vehicle after bearing my heart and drove out of this area and the enemy absolutely beating my brains out that all of my efforts were in vain come on now I've heard all those voices but I'm telling you you're looking at one white boy that's made up in my mind if I stay Stand alone. If I stand alone. Come on, I'm looking for some people. I'm looking for a young person. Maybe your parents think that the pastor's an idiot. Maybe your parents, maybe the people you live with think that all this extravagance is, uh, is foolish. They may think that it's ignorance. They may think it's not getting us anywhere. But I'm looking for a young person. I'm looking for a pastor. I'm looking for a parent that says, If I have to stand alone. you. I don't know why. Every- time I come up here, I feel the pressing. That's what I like about the Mayos. That's what I like about Cornerstone. That's what I like about people that are connected to this meeting. I have always felt a determination and a pressing. But for some reason this time, I feel a weariness. I feel a fatigue. I feel a discouragement. I feel the spirits of depression and despondency. But I've come to encourage you one more time. Press on. Get up out of that bed of apathy. Come on. Shake yourself and press on. My God, I'm trying to get you to get your focus back. I'm trying to get you to tune out all of the voices. Big deal what your family's saying. Big deal what the boss is doing. If your spouse is going to backslide, my God, it's a tragedy. But make up in your mind. I've got too much invested in this to bail out now. Hallelujah hallelujah I got it honed in down there at the end I've got it focused in I've got my mind made up something's telling me that God's got my answer and I've made up my mind I'm going to stay after him until he avenges me of my adversary God what about that revival what about those miracles what about Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take off walking. Take off walking. Go walking, Brother Mel! Come on. I'm trying to resuscitate a spirit. I'm trying to revive a spirit in this conference that says, God, I'm not going to leave you alone. Hey, I'm not going to leave you alone until you break it. Hey. Hey, I'm not going to leave you alone till we double. I'm not going to leave you alone. No, come here. Hey, hey, what about that revival? Hey, what about those full seats? Hey, what about those hundred souls? Hey, hey. That's what I'm trying to resuscitate. I'm trying to resuscitate in somebody that says, God, I'm not going to leave you alone until you avenge me. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, what about those visions you gave me before I ever got to thy city? Hey, what about that fool building you... Hey, hey. Hey, no, no. No, no, you owe me something. No, hey. Avenge me of mine adversary. I think her persistence started in office hours. I don't know. Maybe my imagination's running crazy with me. But the longer she was denied, I think the denial did not dampen her determination. The delay did not dampen her determination. Come on now. I'm going to say it again. The delay did not dampen her determination. It seems that the delay fueled her faith. She said, I started off at the office, buddy. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're brushing your teeth at night going to bed, you're going to go to bed with the sound of that constant reminder. What about us? I used to just bother you at service hours. This this used to be something that just got on me when I got to church, but I want it so bad now that it's not just while I'm at church. I'm talking, I'm talking to some young people that God's promised to your parents. And, and, and when you get to church, you think about it. And, and when you get to church, you mess with God about it. But it's that determination that goes beyond office hours that says, Okay, buddy. When you get up to brush your teeth in the morning, you're going to get up to the knock of my persistence that says, God, I'm not going to leave you alone till you give me a revival. I'm not going to leave you alone till you answer my prayer. I'm not going to leave you alone till you break this. Come on. I've come to preach to that discouraged saint tonight. Get your knocker out of your pocket. Get your fist. Get your hands out from behind your back. Come on. Unclench that quit towel. Double that fist up again. And say, God, it's me again. Come on. Anybody got your mind made up? You're in this thing to stay. I'm not moving. I'm not budging Until you give me a revival. I'm not budging. Until you give me my friends. I'm not budging. All the way to the office. Sir. 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 Hey. Avenge me. Avenge me. Avenge me, hey, hey, avenge me, hey you, hey you promised me my dad, hey, 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 no nobody else can do anything about this situation but you, God, hey, you told me if I got in that everybody else would follow me. Come on, what, what about what that man told me six years ago in that conference? What about that preacher that did? What about that preacher that didn't know who I was and come down and told me in my little ear? Huh? What about all that stuff pastors preach for years and years and years of apostolic church plants all over the Northwest? Where? where, Where's those satellite works? Mark King, where's those 20 satellite churches in Calgary by 2020? Where they at? Huh? When you feel like get when you feel like giving up, you get up. And you get back on the trail. You know there were two there were two kind of watchmans in scripture. You go study it. The word watchman runs through scripture, but there's two different meanings. It means two different things in a couple of different places. One is speaking of that an authority that stands on the wall and watches. Thank God for the pastor. But there's a couple other places where it speaks of a watchman. And it's speaking of someone who perpetually and continually reminds God of his promises. A watchman. Hey, when are you going to do it? Huh? I'm not gonna leave you alone till you do it. I'm gonna mess with you till you break this. It's that bulldog tenacity that locks down and says, No. It may jerk every tooth out of my head. <laughs> but I ain't stopping. That is the only spirit that's strong enough to break the contentment and the settledness of this area. In order to break a spirit, I've always been taught you've got to become the opposite of a spirit. and the opposite of contentment is discontent. Come on. Preach it. Preach it. Come on. Come on. People are so set in their ways up here. Set in their ways. Content. The only way that that's going to be broke is when it collides head on with a spirit that says I'm not sleeping I feel that it has fallen my lot and responsibility to try to resuscitate one more surge in this area It says okay I'm going to close my eyes I'm bloody, I'm bruised, I'm busted up, I'm broken, and it's blurry. But one more time. One more time. And I'm going to knock on that door this time with meaning like I've never had and I'm going to believe that something's going to change. Finally, the Bible says that the unjust judge avenged her of her adversary because of her continual coming. Did you hear what I said? Because of her Consistency, revival, 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 revival. Don't, don't. It's not trite, young people. Don't, don't be annoyed because your man of God just. It's, it's. Everything's about revival. it's, 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 it's the spirit of continual coming. You 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 say, you you say, but brother Mark said, I don't see it. I, I don't see anything changing. I I don't see anything. He, he standing on the rooftop screaming revival, and and there's blood slung all over the walls. Three families just got up and left, and pastor screaming revival. It's, it's ignorance, it's, it's idiocy, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Faith doesn't make any sense. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. God's going to give revival to this area, and God's going to give revival to this area because of people like Rick Mayo that in the midst in the midst of disunity, in the midst of fussing and fighting, people just like you, in the midst of controversy, in the midst of compromise, in the midst of dead churches, in the midst of people backsliding, in the midst of gossip, in the midst of adultery, in the midst of fornication, God's going to avenge this area because of people like that who have continued to come. Come on, let's get together. Come on, let's worship God. Come on, God's got a revival for us. Be not weary in continual coming. Because what happens is, in your continual coming, See some of you are on the verge of turning around right on the verge of a turnaround oh, come on, man. All right. you're weary. I feel the weariness. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't come to sermonize this conference. I could sermonize you I'm not interested in that I'm concerned when I come in and I feel the fatigue and i I feel people who who used to punch with. Purpose. Who are just flailing, My shadows, God. My God. My God. swinging at stuff that's not even there. Right. Oh boy. Am I doing okay? Yeah. But 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 you 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 can't have an off day. He he said you. There's a reason. It's just all interconnected. Men aren't always the prey. Why? Why do we always have to have our A game on? Because, Brother King, we don't know when he's going to show up. And, and and when he when he decides when when, when he determines, okay, I, I've heard. I've heard the prayers they they have provoked me to move. The praise, the, the preaching, the continual coming. God spins in the midst of the parable and he says, if the unjust judge, if he avenges the woman of her adversary, he spins on his heels and he says, how much more? Come on, come on. How much more? Shall not God avenge his own elect? It's almost like it's almost like God's about to step up on the stage. And I don't want him to step up on an empty stage. Because there comes a point, Brother Mayo, I preach in every pastor, every young person, there comes a point that God says, okay, that's enough. And he draws a line in the sand. He says, okay, I'm coming. The Bible gives us a little more on this. It says, but when He decides to come, will He find faith? If He decided to show up to this conference tonight, what would He find in your heart? Faith. Faith what? Faith is belief? No? Look at the word faith there. It's 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 a much deeper word there than just to believe. When he gets there, will will, will he will he find will he find a people stricken with fear that have believed a lie? Or will he find a people? Cut up, yeah. Bruised, yeah. Will, will he find the people shaking in their boots, hiding behind the rocks? Giving Him the so called evidence that it can't happen here? Or will he find those standing flat footed? that say I didn't know when you were coming but I'm glad you're here Amen. well they find some people not quite as young as they used to be now you're can't run quite as fast as they used to now you're preaching. maybe can't jump as high yeah. don't have the stamina And exert themselves. Can't preach quite as hard as they. Still. Standing. I knew you were coming. Didn't know when you were coming. But I knew you were coming. I knew if I. I knew if I believed long enough. You'd show up. And there's prepping. Downtime does not need to be wasted. Right. 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 Downtime's prep time. Yes. 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 Don't be discouraged. In no way am I being disrespectful, but I, I've come to bring you, Bishop, a word. Don't be discouraged. The downtime, the last few years, it's been, you've been prepping this area. How are, we going to, how are we going to handle the harvest if we if 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 the, you, you can't mend nets and throw nets at the same time? And, and you say, Brother Marks, we're down and it's quiet and it. God help me preach this the way I feel it. Brother Mark, see, there's not a whole lot going on. It's, it's been a while since somebody got the Holy Ghost. We're not seeing the revival that, that, that we want. Come on, folks. It's, it's prep time. Downtime is prep time. And you've got to understand, there's a drought of fish out there somewhere. And God's going to show up. And I've labored many nights seemingly in vain. But there's a day He's going to show up. And He's going to put my boat in the right place. discouraged. We've been prepping this area. It's been worth every penny. What are you mending those fishes for? What are you mending those nets for? Something's coming. We've always looked at the mending of the nets as defeat. No, the mending of the nets is screaming. There's a there's a there's a greater day. Yeah, that's faith. Yeah. It's faith that says there's a revival coming. Well, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen what I what I what I wanted to see, and it hadn't happened as fast as I wanted to. It's Find faith. When he gets here, what's he gonna find? Have you have you been wise with your downtime? I've never preached this before in my life. I've never even, to tell you the truth, I've never even thought this. The Holy Ghost is just speaking to us right now. This I've never heard this preach, Never heard this talk. God's talking to us right now. What What have you done? Has your downtime been profitable? What do you do in the downtime? Because the downtime can either be something that. That is profitable for your future production right. or your downtime can dislocate you and displace you. My God, right. you're preaching right now. My God. Where you're not in the proper place at the proper time when it comes your time. Come on. Come on. Because, see what happens is instead of oh God. Brother Mark, what I feel tonight. We're in a fight. I, folks, I'm not afraid. I've dealt with these devils up here before. they got hair on their chest, but I'm not afraid of them. So what happens is, God tells, I, he tells people to go to a certain area in a certain place. And just because they run, they run their nets through there, the way they think that their nets ought to be run through there. And all they come up with, weeds, sticks, rocks, and instead of sitting down and saying, okay, God, you told me to come right here and fish. Well, I'm ministering in the Holy Ghost. And instead of sitting on the banks, men in the nets saying, okay, God, you're going to show up at some point and show me where these fish are at. They don't bother to, they don't bother to utilize properly downtime. And so they pick up their torn nets and they move. Downtime. If you don't stay on your toes, if you don't stay prayed up, if you don't stay persistent. When you get down, you get carnal. And you get cold. And when you get cold and you get carnal. God help us. Am I preaching okay? When you get cold and you get carnal. See, we can either use our downtime to unite or get in all these little convenient fusses and squabbles. See, there's plenty of contentiousness to get yourself in in downtime if you want to. Maliciousness. People get down, and if they're not properly using downtime, they get malicious, they get bitter. How long have I been preaching? Come on, somebody's keeping a stopwatch. They get bitter, they, they get... And, and, and instead, of a, instead of an area being broken, instead of an area that's been hard, softening, it just gets harder. And we, the monster, we feed the monster. When we fuss in downtime, we feed the monster. The spiritual man becomes stronger when we get involved in all these fusses and squabbles. and Distracted. It's easy to get distracted in downtime. Hello. See, some of you, are, you've already checked out. I've gone 40 minutes. And, and you've already checked out because it's, he's supposed to be bringing this thing down to a close. And I feel like he's just getting started. You're, you're already, you're distracted. Your mind, you're carnal. And and, and 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 when 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 you when you're down, when you're down, it's important that you connect yourself to the right people. When you're down, it's important that you don't isolate yourself. Urshan, downtime and isolation equals destruction. Period. We got to have one another. And that's why some of these situations have progressively gotten worse worse and worse and worse and worse and worse instead of turning to one another we turn in because that's the natural tendency that everybody's against us everybody's out after us well i'm preaching right now i don't know where in the world this is coming from but i and and, and it becomes everybody else and everything else And it becomes about everybody else's attitude, what everybody else is preaching, what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying. And all of that keeps us from focusing on the fact, okay, i got to keep my spirit right because He's going to show up. And this revival, I'm telling you, what you've done by trying to connect men, don't be discouraged. Keep that up because it's the will of God. You have got to have proper people in place. Boy, I feel what I'm saying right now. Because the revival that's coming, listen to me. The revival that's coming to the Northwest is so big. Rick Mayo, if you don't don't continue to connect yourself to men across fellowship lines, the revival that's coming to the Northwest will drown you and it will drown this church. Peter had a plan in place. He had people in place. He had brethren in place that once that revival broke out, instead of those nets that were overwhelmed pulling him in, in downtime, he had connected to the right dudes. That's where you play into this. That's your part. There's a revival coming that's going to fill this boat and your boat and that boat, that boat. God, have mercy. Urson, that's why I think God's connected us. He's connected us and spell and and and, and, and 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 there's others. I shouldn't have started naming names because this revival's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. You can't handle on your own, it'll drown you. But you get enough people to get their hands on the net. I can't. I can't help the ones, I can't help the ones that that have jumped ship and said, well, Mayo's just too wild or that that meeting's too much on the edge. I can't help the ones that have walked away from someone and said, all of that pump and excitement, it's not. I can't help with what they've done. I'm looking for brethren, though, that will connect because there's coming a revival. There is coming a drought of fish that is going to fill my boat. But we've got to be in place. I believe sometimes the revival that men have always waited on, their time for revival comes, and God says, I can't give it to them because they're not connected to enough people. And this revival's bigger than them, and if I gave it to just them, it would destroy them. Because if I gave it to just them and it wasn't an area or a region, they would say, well, I produced this. I'm sorry if you don't enjoy what you do. I I enjoy what I do. I'm having fun right now. Because I know where I'm going. That's why it's why it's important who you connect yourself to. I'm not going to connect my. I'm not, I'm not connecting myself to people who are down during the downtime. I'm not. I'm not going to connect myself to people who have become cynical because of a lack of success, and they criticize anything. We're we're in a waiting room. We're in a, we're, there, there's something coming. There's a tidal wave. I see it in the distance. There's some, There's something coming on shore that I don't have time to connect myself to people. That all they want to do is talk about preachers and I have time for that. He's coming. There's something coming in this area. I feel it. God's going to avenge this area. Every prayer, everything God showed you, Rick Mayo, in that truck, on your way here, When people thought you were crazy and lost your mind. Every dream, every vision that God's given you that's so far out there that you're even scared to tell your own wife. It's going to happen. God is going to do it. Just like He's going to do it for you. It's coming. It it surprises me not that I feel the fatigue I feel here. Because usually... Right there on the brink. The last spirit that they fought before they entered the promised land. The Bible gives a description of the opposing king's bed. And one of the last spirits. It's, in, it's indicative. Every time I start seeing saints who the devil is putting to slumber with a little lila, a, lo, a little lullaby that's nothing but a lie. Singing them a lullaby that's nothing but a lie. And I'm watching them as they're sitting there dozing. And it's indicative. It's always an indicator to me. There's a crossing. I don't want you to be discouraged. If you're sitting here and you say, my people... my people are more out of sync than they've ever been it seems like my people's minds are a million miles from revival we're having the biggest struggle with carnality we've ever had who was Nathaniel was his name Og was that OG Og it's the spirit of Og it's indicative it's it's to me it's, 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 it's understanding I it, 'm not discouraged when I pick it up. I know what I know I, I know my work's cut out for me, but I understand that if you'll stir people out of that sleep oh, Good Good. from that little lullaby that's a lie that you've been rocked to sleep with, Come on. Come on. That, you're, that, that, that you're right there on the fur yep. and the last thing I want. It's for you to have done so many things right for so many years. And your day of visitation shows up. And you're sideways with somebody in the church. Are you and your husband are at one another's throat, or the last thing I want young people, is for this thing to show up and for you to be in a fit of rebellion. last thing i want is for this revival to show up and young people at the throat of their pastors on, and young ladies that have decided that their daddy's brainwashed oh will he find faith on the earth he's coming Hoffer, I need you to hook up with me because we're fixing to go somewhere you've been before. He's coming. I feel him. The avenger, the vindicator of God's people is in town. God shall avenge his own people. Speedily. Man's preached in this area multiple occasions, it's very dear to me, was very influential in my life, my wife got the Holy Ghost when he was preaching, I was called to preach when he was preaching, first five years or seven, seven years, something like that in my ministry, every time there was a shift, something would happen with this man. I'll never be able to repay him. There's, there, there's, there's a love. If he walked through the back doors tonight, it just stuff starts going off in me. He got a hold of me young. Started pressing some things in and twisting some things out. And, well, I'm timid to do this tonight, but I have no choice. I'll never forget the meeting. We were at Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was a group of men that had come together and determined to have apostolic revival one way or another in the face of all kinds of adversity and men that were fighting them. I, I can vividly remember. I was just a teenager, but I, I can, I can viv, vividly remember the opposition and the adversity. I, I can remember the, f- the fight was on. The pressure was so, was so suffocating. I spent a lot of time with the Shatwells then and, and my pastor, and he just, I lived with him, his aunt and uncle, and lived with him in the summers and eventually moved in. And I-, I can just, I can remember the pressure contending for revival in the face of all kinds of unbelief you'd have to understand the history of oklahoma and it and it, it was it was scathed severely scathed with with uh the latter movement and it caused people to be skeptical and critical of any kind of move of god there, there were guys there were guys that called themselves apostolic that that they, they didn't want you talking about the fivefold ministry in their church they they they, 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 they they, were so burned by that movement. They, they, they I don't even know if, if they believed in 100 soul revivals. And, and, and these spirits of unbelief, were they, they lingered. And they, they tried to choke the life out of anybody that believed God for revival. I remember the pressure being so consuming that we'd sit down after church to try to eat a bowl of cereal. And the pressure, more than one time I can remember the pressure being so strong We'd have, to get up, we'd have to get up from the bar and crawl to the living room and just pray so that we could breathe. But Oklahoma was on the verge of something. A few weeks prior to the meeting, I'm fixing to tell you about this man was, that was scheduled to preach the Friday night of this meeting that was a mentor of mine. Was having a prayer meeting in his church with a bunch of young preachers. Now listen to me. And this is where we're going to get off. And, and, and brother Mayo, if you get uncomfortable, just there, there's a witness to the Spirit here already, folks. I, I, if your pastor doesn't believe in this stuff, just label Mark's a wacko and just go home and be normal. I, I just, it, it's real. And in that prayer meeting, he'd been praying that God would give him a d- direction. As something had to happen on this Friday night, it means something had to break. Something had to give. We're praying along there and there's probably 15 or 20 of us and all of a sudden the elder screams out and he, he starts talking about a vision. He said, I, in the vision, he said, and, and I, I remember clearly as he's asking God questions and in the vision he sees an old man walking down the road and slung over the old man's shoulder is a... Is is a bag and it's 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 busting at the seams, it's weighted down, it's heavy. And he's gripped that thing and he's hunkered underneath the load, and he's he's moving, and and, and the elder sees the vision and as quick as he sees it, it's gone, and he's he's asking God in, in this prayer meeting with these young priests, God, who is the man? And the Lord spoke to him and said, This is the Avenger. Where's he headed? He's coming to your area. What's His sack? What's in the sack? He said the Lord spoke to him and said, In the sack is the answer to every prayer that my people have prayed. In His sack is the defeat of every defiant devil that has withstood revival. In His sack is the fulfillment of every prophecy, God. He's coming. He told the elder, he's coming, he's coming to your area. He's coming to this state. He's coming to these churches. And then it went forward, and God told him, said, when he gets there, when he gets to the heart, when he gets to the heart, when he gets to the door of your heart, if there's, if there's contention and, 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 and disunity at the, at, the, at the door of your heart, he, he won't stay. It will shun him away. He'll, he'll move on down the road. But if there is love... And faith at the door. He will bestow upon God's people everything that God has promised them. I, I can, remember the feeling as he began to try to, as he began to try to relate us what God had just shown him. I'm sorry if you don't believe in that kind of stuff. I'm sorry, it's real, and, and 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 you're probably gonna have a lot. If you're doubting that, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have more problems before we get through here tonight. And, and, and you out there on the radio waves, I'm not much concerned about your criticism, because th- this is right and it's real, and when this stuff starts coming down in the Northwest, then, then you can deal with, then you can deal with whatever you want to deal with at that point. And, but I, I'll never forget the service. We waited two weeks. It was literally like we were pregnant with, 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 with something, and, and I, I'll never forget the place was packed out. It was a cold March night, the beginning of March. The place was packed. There was standing room only. They were in the foyers. They were up against the walls. It got so crazy before that service was over that in order to see you had to stand up on a pew. And that, 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 that night when, when, when he got through, there were there were visible, literally documented, visible miracles that took place. And, and I don't have time to talk about all the revival that broke loose and everything that God did in the system there. From that from that one that one night, that one visitation, that that one, one, one moment. But I'll never forget in that service as that elder began, he 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 began to, to talk and admonish. Kind of the way I've done here tonight. You can't get bitter. You can't get mad. You can't, you, you can't get at one another's throats. You, you, you can't get upset. I, I remember him admonishing those people. He didn't preach it quite the way I preached it, but it, he, he was admonishing them. Your day's coming. And when, and when your day comes, you got to make sure that, that your spirit's right. And, and when the Avenger shows up, there's got to be, there's got to be love and harmony at the door. He won't stay. And I'll never forget as he wadded up that coat. And he started walking through that congregation. I can, I can physically, I I can remember the people that he walked up to. I can remember him walking up as he made a bag out of that coat and said, here, reach in there. What is it you want from God? What is it? What, what is it that you want to see God do? What? I'm almost done. I was just a wild-eyed teenager. I could take you back to the spot where I am standing there I'm watching all this go down and the old elder out of the mic yeah, walks up to me as only he can do and he looked at me and said I don't know what all this entails he said but you don't think about it don't focus on it much he said but I feel like that this is something that's going to futuristically be a part of your ministry? And he said, when you leave this building tonight, the avenger's going to leave with you. And he said, periodically. He said, he'll show up. He said, he'll show up periodically. And he said, you'll know when he's there. And he said, I'm telling you. He said, learn to have trust in it. He said, because when he shows up and you've got the faith to tell the people that he's there, everything's going to be turned up on its side. I've seen it. I've watched it 12 years of ministry. There's a physical feeling I get. I can't explain it to you. It's in my guts. You don't have to believe this stuff. Just get up and read a text and preach. And there's people that are called to do it. I'm sorry. I have to be Cody Marks. I have to be who I am. If you're not comfortable with that, then... Go out on the foyer. There's a restaurant down the the hall. I'm not trying to be rude. I just don't, we don't need people in here tonight that want to get out of pad and skepticize. I've got to have some people in this place that are hungry. Here we go. Here we go. I'll never forget. Our dad was backslid. I don't even know. I, it's been a while. I ought to talk to him about it, see if he even remembers. But I'll never, Jamie, I'll never forget that night going home. In that shotgun house, we lived up on a hill. Walking in that night, my dad was already in bed, and I tried to slip down the hallway. But when you live in a small shotgun house like that, it's hard to slip in and not wake somebody up. My dad, I love him to death, but he can be kind of spooky. Next morning, I woke up. His eyes were about that big. He said, I want to know who came home with you last night. I'll never forget the moment of playing that tape from my dad who was cold in the Lord. I'll never forget the moment, the look on his face. I'll never forget the time and the Holy Ghost that we had when dad began to hear what had showed up at the house. Visibly. Descriptive, so 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 like the vision that it's that it's absolutely uncanny. Time rocks on. Years of ministry. I, how long have we been traveling? Six or seven years. I hadn't even thought about it, Sister Mayo. I I, I didn't I didn't want to talk about that stuff. People people. There gonna be people tonight leave here and say Mark's has fallen off his rocker. He's off the deep end. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want all of that. And I, so I didn't think about that. Six or seven years of traveling and, 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 and this stuff started happening and, 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 and stuff started periodically showing. Somewhere in the process of all that before Caden was even born, I got a call from Miles Young. He said, I want you to come preach. It was the last revival in that old building. I was just a young evangelist. I show up. The first weekend I fly in. I'm just going to tell you a couple things. Build your faith. Tell you what happened today and let this thing go out with a boom. They put me in the Holiday Inn. There's people there that will attest to this. They know my face. To this day, the workers in the Holiday Inn, some of them moved to other hotels, but they know me on a first-name basis. They checked me in, room 234, put me in the hotel. We had a move of God that Sunday, like out of, the world, out of this world. I, I, it was one of those services I went home, and I thought, my God, I've got to preach tomorrow night. Where do you go from here? This is the Rock Church, Bishop Nate Wilson, Pastor Miles Young. These, where do you go from here? Unbeknownst to me they were fighting hell. Unbeknownst to me, if I've got all the years exactly right, there was, there, there were, there was an issue, I want to say 13, 15 years they've been wrangling, wrestling with this, this specific issue. I don't remember how long it had been, but it had been Well, I didn't know all of that. I, I, I just, I was still naive enough to think that these spiritual giants never fought any battles and I, thought, I just thought, it's, it's the rock church. They don't, they don't go through trout, They don't go through valleys. They don't face things. I didn't know all that. But I, I dug up on Monday in that room and began to pray. God, you've got to give me a word. You've got to give me a word. Somewhere in the afternoon, room 234 on the Holiday Inn Express, Elk Grove, California, a knock comes at the door. I'm not thinking about angels. I'm not thinking about avengers. I'm not thinking about spirits. I'm not... I'm the, I, to be honest, my initial reaction was frustration and agitation that somebody was messing with me in the middle of the afternoon. My wife wasn't with me. I thought, I don't know who that is but it's too late for to be the, the maids. I don't, I don't know what they wanted. His brother Young, he would called my room so I ignored it. Somebody knocked again. I ignored it again. The third time... It, I thought they were going to knock the the hotel door hinges off, the door off the hinges. So I got up. I was in a t-shirt, my sock feet. And I walked to the door. I pulled a handle and I pulled it open and there was a little old man standing outside the door. Perfectly, every description, just, just like many, many, many years before. As real, you think I'm wacko if you want, but as real as Brother Mayo sitting there. Little little tweed hat, just kind of bent over to shoulders. There's something so distinctive about him. I I just, I can't describe to you. And he looks at me and it happens so fast. There's a lot of things I wish I could go back and do differently. Because you don't have these experiences, but once or twice in a lifetime... He looks at me and he says, I want you to go tell them. He said, I've been sent here to tell you to go tell them that as of this day, that the opposition has packed its bags and is leaving the city. He turns, hands clasped, starts walking towards the elevator. I follow him. I follow him to the elevator. I'm pulling on him. I, 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 if people were watching, they probably thought I'd lost my ever-loving mind. I'm grabbing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting everything he's got. And, and why to this day I regret. I don't know why I didn't get on the elevator with him. He gets on the elevator, and right before the door is closed, he looks at me and says, remember, he said, after today, it will never be the same. And the doors close. closed. I stood there jumping up and down, screaming. Whoo, whoo. I caught the next elevator. I went down, sock feet, t-shirts and everything. Run out in the foyer. They know who I am. I said, I started hollering. The lady behind the desk, I said, did you tell that man where my room was? I, I, I was in a panic. I ran out in the parking lot looking for him. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find him. I, ladies and gentlemen, all I know to tell you, all I know to tell you is, is within, within a 24-hour period, I went to the pulpit. I didn't know how to tell them that. I, that's the Rock Church. That's Brother Wilson. I don't have to tell them that kind of stuff. I just kind of tried to tell them the way I told you here tonight. I didn't know. That church went up on its end. There's some people that were there that night. The Tumon chauffeurs were there. It went up on its end. People, went, I, people started rolling and screaming and turning backflips. I, I heard leadership scream. What I didn't realize is that very day, a problem, a very bad, a deep-seated problem, deep-rooted problem that they had been dealing with for, I, I want to say like 15 years, just all of a sudden, up, and breaks, it's gone, just boom, just like that, the next few weeks it unfolds, we started, I don't even remember, that has been so long ago, I, I want to say we had over 150 people get the Holy Ghost, that thing just unfolded, has, wow. has, has there been fights, has there been battles? Has there been demons? Have there been spirits? Have there been, have there been moments uh, uh, that they didn't know? Where? Absolutely. There's been things to fight since that point. But it was a turning point. Culminated with a lot of other things. But it was a day. It was a day. It was a day. Was a day. Snowstorm catches me. I'm in revival with B.J. Wilmoth in the Redlands, California. Snowstorm catches me. I land in Denver. Through a series of events, a few minutes later, my phone rings. It's the district superintendent of the Colorado district, Billy Hale. He said, "You're here for a reason." I don't know Billy Hale. Never been to Landmark Tabernacle. Don't know anything about the church. Billy Hale said, "You're you're stuck here for a reason." He said, "I I got your room." He said, "Go stay in the room and you preach for me tomorrow." He said, "Rent you a car." I get to the church on Sunday morning. I preached and I got through preaching and we're sitting at the dinner table and my stomach goes R-r-r-r-r-r-r. and I thought oh God because that's that feeling I said no we ain't going there I don't have any credibility with these people I ain't going to start talking about this stuff Brother Hill after lunch says there's no reason for you to drive all the way back out to the airport he said I'm going to put you in another hotel right down the road from the church he said Follow me. And all the way there, I'm saying, God, no. No, not here. Not here. Not here. No. Uh -uh." We pull up. It's a holiday inn. We get out. I follow him in the holiday inn. Billy Hale, so help me God, he's my witness. You got high behind the counter and start checking me in. He gets the key. He said, here, Mr. Marks, you'll be staying in room 234. God. God. God turned that church up on its ear. We've seen 20 adults on a Sunday morning baptizing Jesus' name. Six, 60, listen, no no, no real push. Biggest number I've ever had in just a single service. We had over 60, there was 60 plus people received the Holy Ghost in one service. One service. When I left, they were working with over 100 brand new people from that revival. God turned it up on its ear. Sin, I'm talking about sin of the most grotesque manner that had been affecting that church when the Avengers showed up and things began to change. That sin started coming to the surface. All kinds of stuff started being exposed. It got started getting sh- Let me go on. I'm in Hodge, Louisiana. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize. I go down to the library to study. Get out of my car. There's a woman sitting in a gray Chevy Avalanche. I'll never forget it. I, it's vivid. And I watched her when I got out of the car. She grained her neck. Looked maybe early, early 50s, but kind of an attractive, she was attractive, had a pretty face. Started watching me walk across the parking lot. I Felt kind of funny about it. Went ahead and went in and sat down. I thought, there's people here It's safe enough. I sit there and got studying, got my mind off of it. Next thing I know, there's a pair, pair of hands on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's this woman. She's got this look in her eye. And she said, sir, she said, I don't know who that man, that old man is that followed you in the library. My God. She said, but something told me to come ask you what that's all about. Come to find out, folks, she'd got a note just a few days before from her husband, been married 20 plus years Said he was done. She lived in New England, in the New England states somewhere. She had got on her, her gray avalanche and just took off driving and had gotten lost. She was going to see some family somewhere in Louisiana. Got lost in the woods and ended up at the library to get some directions. And she looked at me standing there in that library, trembling, tears running down her face. She said, there's a loaded 357 underneath the seat. She said, with a hammer jacked. She said, when you pulled up in the parking lot, she said, I was sitting there contemplating suicide. She said, something told me that whoever's with you, you've got to tell me about it. The Holy Ghost fell in that library. I grabbed her by the hands. I'll never forget it. I don't know where that woman is tonight. I don't know what she's doing. I'm telling you, there there was an encounter. There was a moment. There was something shifted. I could go on and on and on and on and on. I've been in restaurants. My wife can vouch for some of this. I've been in restaurants, literally, and had attendants try to give me a table to seat two people. I had a woman in Birmingham, Alabama that argued with me and argued with me and argued with me that my grandpa was with me. I said, ma'am, there's... And I tried to explain to her not everybody understands. I'm trying to build your faith. I'm going somewhere. I'm trying to build your faith. I come here to preach. I come here to preach. I'm done. I've got stuff prepared that I've prepared to preach at this meeting. This stuff I've talked to you about was so far from my mind. I'm sitting facing the door today at Starbucks. See, when you're in Okie, you, you're always afraid there may be another shootout at the OK Corral so you don't sit with your back to the door. And I'm busy. A police officer from this city he'd come in and sit down in front of me across the way. In fact, what's weird is he's sitting right at the table you guys come in and sit down at. I kept watching him and I thought, what is this guy doing? I'd look down and he kept looking up and I thought, come on, man. I mean, I'm in a suit, but I'm not in the mafia. get up to go use the washroom. See, now I'm showing my Canadian side. I've been there 13 months. How you like that? You people from Calgary, go ahead, give me a thumbs up, the washroom. And the door starts jiggling. I thought, what in the world? So I wash my hands and somebody's like trying to get in and it's opening that police officer standing there. And he says, sir, he said, do you need me to help you? I said, I don't think so. And then we've been taking care of business now for probably 27 years. So I, I tried to kind of, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't live in a perpetual state of woo. So I'm not thinking like that. I'm just trying to make conversation. This guy's already been staring at me like he's, like I'm a criminal. He said, I, I just didn't know if you were being harassed. He said, harassed? I said, yeah, I'm staying in uh, room 1106. My wife and kids is in there. They've been harassing me if you want to go talk to them. They were up here a few minutes ago harassing me. He kind of laughed. He said, no, I'm serious. I said, what are you talking about? I said, no, nobody's bothering me. He said, well, maybe I'm just going crazy. I said, no. He said, well, what happened to that envelope? I thought, this guy really thinks I'm dealing drugs or something. I said, sir, I'm sorry. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I started some sort of. He said, well, "I I didn't want to bother you," he said, "but I thought that man was harassing you." And I said, "Nobody harassed me." He said, "He said, well, it's just not normal for for somebody, a stranger, to walk in and walk up behind somebody drinking a coffee and working on the computer and just put their arms on their shoulders." I said, "Sir, what are you talking about?" He said, "I noticed you watching me." I said, yeah, I watched you watching me. He said, it's because, he said, I watched an old man in a, in a suit coat walking in his Starbucks. He oh said, he just, walked, he oh just walked right by me. I got the man's name. We, we've made plans. I'm coming back to Spokane to ride in his car. Not to jail either. <laughs> he said he walked right by me, and he said he, he was holding something in his hand. He said, it looked like a of well, them green bags that you take to the bank with a deposit in, he said he'd set it up on the table and said he walked around you and he said he just put his hands upon your shoulders. And he said, I thought, that's kind of bold and brassy. He said, he said and then what was procured to me? He said, you act like there was nobody ever even there. I said, what'd he look like? He said, well, he, he said, what? He said, he had one of them little derby hats. He said, he, he said so help me God. He said, he, he kind of walked like he was hunched over a little bit. He said, I'm crazy. Said, didn't, didn't look like very inconspicuous. Had this big old nasty mustache. No, you wouldn't think anything. And I realized there's this is a God moment. So I, I just broke it to him. I said, sir. I said, I don't, I don't mean to be so forward or weird. I said, but you just seen an angel. Tears well up in his eyes. Jamie, tears well up in his eyes. He started running down his face. He started backing up away from that bathroom. He said, are you an apostolic preacher? I said, yeah. He said, are you? Wait a He said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on, come on, Ellen. I'm done. He said, are "You an apostolic preacher?" I said, "Yeah." He started backing up. He said, "You ever been in West Monroe, Louisiana?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "You ever heard of the Fosters?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "My mama raised me in Fred Foster's Church in West Monroe, Louisiana." He said, "I backslid as a 17-year-old boy." And he said, I thought I could run to the Northwest. These were his words. These were his words. He said, because I had always heard. Nathaniel, he told me. He said, because I had always heard there wasn't many apostolics in the Northwest. He, thought, he said, I thought. He said, I thought, said, I, said, I, thought I could. He said I thought I could, he said, I thought I could get. He said, I thought I could get away from it. He said, but my wife. He said, she's atheist for all I know. He said, my wife's been telling me. For a solid week, baby, something, something's, what's wrong with you? He said, I've been on edge. His hands were three times the size of mine. He was so tall, looked like my head come up to his gun, where his gun sling was at. He stood there, hunched over his arms out like this in that hallway, shaking. He said, I thought I got far enough away. He said, I'd always heard this was a safe place to run. He said, and I he said, I've managed to, he said, I've managed to hide out for 17 years. He said, I've hid out here. 17 years. He said, for 17 years, he said, I've dodged. I said, you ever heard of Cornerstone Church? He said, I heard of it. He said, you can hear it from three blocks away. He said, I've, you don't ever know who's watching. He said, I've sat. He said, I've sat on it. Over in the, is that a nursing home next to you? He said, I've sat in the nursing home parking lot. And he said, I've sat there with my, my windows down and listened to church. He said, I've always wondered. He said, I've always wondered if I'd ever crossed paths with any of those people. I don't know who you are if you're here. He said about three or four years ago he pulled a lady over. He said there was no doubt that's where she went to church. He said I, she was speeding. He he, I caught her going 53 and a 40. He said he said I he said I gave her a warning he said he said I wasn't going to press my luck and he said it was weird he said because he said it was like the woman wanted to say something he said it he said, in fact, I went to walk away and said he, he said it was like she was trying to say something, couldn't get it out. And he kind of he said, I stopped and turned and he she just kind of waved me on. He said, but I could see a, a disturbed look in her face. And he said, I got in my car and he said, I hadn't wept like that in years. He said, God, why do I have to look so intimidating? Because he said, I just knew that woman wanted to tell me about God so bad. And he said, if he said, if she had him. He said, I probably would have lost it standing right there in the street. (laughs) You talk about the nick of time, Nathaniel. He's connected. He couldn't give me all the information, but he's connected with the government. They're fixing to send him overseas. His wife's scared to death. Right before he goes. You think all this is an accident? No. He's here. Yes he, is. Yes, he 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 is. I didn't know that. It caught me by surprise. Sorry to ruin your youth conference with a non-youthy message. But there's a stranger in town. He's coming. He's here. I want him to go home with me. want in that bag Nathaniel if I was you I'd get my hands around some of this take it back to Florida God is going to avenge his people and I know you're fixing to move but hear me before you move you better buckle your seatbelt because there's a shift there'll be tragedies there'll be survivors there'll be revival but there's some stuff fixing to change want to be a part of it, if you want to be in on it, I'd rush just as quick as I could get down here. I'd hit an aisle, I'd climb over a chair, and I'd cry out with everything in me. I'd cry out. Come on. I can't hear you. I'd cry out. Come on, pastors. Come on, mom and daddy. Come on, elder. Come on, I can't hear you. Come on, let there be a sound that lets him know you're welcome here. Oh, yeah, you're welcome here. Come on, somebody needs to lay down to welcome that. You need to sweep off the front porch. You need to get ready. Come on, what about it, Washington? What about it, Ohio? Idaho? Idaho? Come on! What about it, Oregon? What about it, Canada? What about it, Medicine Hat? What about it, Calgary? I can't hear you. I know you want it. Wor- I know you want it worse than that. Come on! Come on, on. how bad do you want it? Come on, signify it by the volume of your voice, by the desperation of your cry. Come on. Come on in here. Come on in here. Come on in our church. Come on in our city. Come on in this situation. Come on in this marriage. Come on in this local assembly. Come on in the northwest. Come on young people. Come on young people. Plug into this. Come on. Come on in here. we got to get desperate about this. Come on, what's he going to find at the door? What's going to be at the door? What's he going to find at the door of your church? Love? Harmony? Come on, we've been prepping for this day. We've been preparing for this day. For a long time. It's not gonna unfold overnight. It's gonna be a process. But there's some things gonna start tonight. God's gonna set some things into motion tonight. Come on, young person. Come on, young person. It's not time to be carnal, it's not time to be rebellious, it's not time to be distracted. I need some young men that are going to make up in your mind tonight, you're going to be a part of this revival. Come on, you need to get your head in the game. Come on, I need some young men to get your head in the game. You've been MIA. Come on, I need some young ladies who've been distracted. that i need you to pick yourself up by the bootstraps i need you to shake yourself i need you to get rid of the depression i need you to get up out of the bed i need you to dump down the toilet those pills you've been living on i need you to believe again going to find in your heart when he gets there? Faith? Come on. When he gets there, is he going to find faith or carnality? What's he going to find, huh? What's he going to find in your heart when he gets there? Come on. Is he going to find somebody that's ready with mended nets and a prepared heart? That are gonna buy into this. I need some people that's got enough faith to believe it's our day. We've prepared in the downtime, we're ready for this. Our nets are ready, we've surrounded ourselves with the right people. There's faith. Come on, when I look at raw sinners and this is touching them to the core, it's a sign to me. some husbands to get your wife and say come on baby we can't quit yet we got to quit looking for a way out I need some people to plant themselves square their shoulders and say I'm in this behind my pastor for the long haul there's going to be a revival in these hills there's going to be a revival in these hills I need somebody to believe this is going to be the season that God stirs up your backslidden children. I need somebody to believe that there's something in that bag for you. Come on. Is there anybody ready to reach in there? Anybody believe there's an answered prayer in there for you? Anybody believe there's a revival for you? Right now, I want us to push. Come on, in our spirits. Come on, open your mouth, and I want you to push. I want you to get in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, get in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Come on, plug into this. Plug in. Plug in. Come on, make up in your mind. I'm here to stay. Come on, I need to hear men. Where's the roar of men at? I gotta hear some men. I I I need to hear the roar of men. I need you to link up with somebody come on i want you to link up with somebody come on drop up on somebody help somebody get up right now come on put your arm around them come on lift them up come on right now want to put a thousand to fly two Put ten thousand A roar in here get up get up off of the floor get up you can't quit get rid of the spirit of defeat get rid of the spirit of apathy get rid of your carnality get rid of your criticism catch fire catch fire get up off the floor get up off your back get up on your feet You better have that place ready. You better have. If there's a revival, the only question is: You are you going to be there when he shows up? Are you going to be there? Are you, are you going to have prepared a place? Yeah, 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 yeah. No question, he's coming. The question is: Will you be ready when he gets it? It's about to break. Go. Go. Something's breaking. Go. Go. You need to do what you feel right now. Quit waiting on a song. Go. Go. Something's breaking. need you Calgary folks to help Brother Marks. Plug in right now to this. Something's busting loose. My God, Tim King, it's prep time. There's a revival coming. You better have it. You better be ready. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 on let's just see how loud we can get come on let's just see how quick come on go lift the roof off of this ballroom Josh, come here. Josh, come here. Come on, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Something's about to break out in here. Let's stay right up here with me. I got a feeling. Go, go, go. You need to do what you feel. Don't just beat the ground three times. Don't just beat the ground three times. Keep beating. Drum! We don't need singers. Oh yeah! Come on! It's our day! It's our day! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Don't stop! Push! 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 Who cares about the time? Something's got to break tonight. He's the God of the Northwest. He's the God of the Northwest. Oh, come on, 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 come on. We're talking about our families. We're talking about our going to win and who's going to lose come on go go do what you feel go you your boys it's not going to cost you your babies, the devil's a liar no God's going to raise them up God's going to raise them up as reapers you're not going to have to weep over another lost child God's going to raise their babies up to help you in the harvest field yeah yeah Ora bah ha yala bah ha U toni adarabo Ito sa Ita yeah hey hey Come on, Calgary. Come on, Le Grand. Come on, Medicine Hat. Come on, Spokane. Come on, Bellevue. Let's go, Washington. Let's go, Idaho. Come on. Come on. His name is greater. And his blood is more powerful. This is our area. There will be a revival in this region. What's the other one. your mama you get around your mama come on come here get around your mama get there get a hold of her son come on get a hold of her no 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 and no again it's a lie we're going to prove the devil a liar it's a lie raise them up God Put your hand on him, Jesus. He tied up, Osha. Yeah. Oh, ha, 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 ha. yeah. Oh, ha, oh, yeah. I want that cry to turn from a weary cry to a cry of belief, a cry of faith. Come on. Anybody believing again? Anybody starting to believe again? Anybody believe it's our game? <laughs> It's not in vain. It's not in waste. I come against that spirit that has said this is foolishness. I come against years and years and years of seed that the enemy's tried to tell you went in waste and was foolish. It's a lie. You're going to reap a harvest from those years that you sowed. Go, go, go. I wish somebody do something out of the ordinary. I wish somebody do something out of you. I wish somebody do something crazy, extravagant. I wish some just do something in response to what God's doing. Ikatobo shata mahaya. Ikatobo shatabahaya. I come against every spirit that has tormented this boy. I come against tormenting spirits that have tormented him since he was a young man. Demonic spirits that have awakened him in the night. I come against them once and for all. I drive them away in the name of Jesus. Those dark Jesus in your name. Those spirits that have tried to kill him. Those spirits that have told him he wouldn't live. Those spirits that have tormented his mind. He stared death eyeball to eyeball. It's a lie. He can be used of God. He can be used of God. come against every spirit you are different son but it's not because something's wrong with you you're different because God's marked you it's a lie I come against every spirit you don't live under the cloud of a victim anymore, son. You are you are anointed of God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's a reason the devil's taught you the way he has. You have power to set precedent in the Spirit and never open your mouth. You just move and you set precedent negatively or positively. But I believe something's going to shift tonight. There's going to be positive precedent that we begin to set with every decision. Come on, calculated decisions. You are not the black sheep. You are not the black sheep. You are not a rejected son. You are a son of God. You are Who? I will not run. I will not hide. I will be disciplined. I will yield. I will give myself to this. I will make decisions that are calculated. I, I want you to use Zelensky, boys come here I want them the Zelensky boys come on come over here to me I want you king boys come here come up here come up here I'm doing the best I can do Tuman for boy, where's he at? Come here, bud. I'm not leaving anybody out. I'm just doing what I'm feeling. Come on, just close your eyes and pray. Just pray. I want you guys to link up right now. Come on, right now. Just you guys right here. Right now. Get there with them. I can't hear you guys. There's a devil to beat. Come on. Ooh. Come on. One more time. I want you to exert yourself. Go. 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 Oh, uh. God. I'm telling you something right now. I'm telling you. The rejection. Somebody needs to hear me right now. The rejection of this moment. The rejection of this service. The rejection of this moment. Is the rejection of the very thing. That would break the vices from your mind. That's a word. You reject this service. You reject this moment. You choose to skepticize, criticize, and reason. And you will elude the very thing that God sent to break the vice from your mind. It's a vice. It's a lie. It's a vice. It wants to squeeze everything out of you. Absolutely. It wants to take all the way to the core. i tell you where it's going. It's going all the way to the point that it wants to convince you there's not even a God. And if you reject this moment, if you reject what God's trying to do, you are saying, let the vice do its work. No, let God do His thing. I receive it. I receive it. I accept it. I don't understand it. But I receive it. every voice must go but the voice of your pastor you must determine who your leader is you must determine who will lead you 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 must determine who your shepherd is You must determine who the authority is in your life. I'm telling you in the fear of God. Tonight, you must cancel out every voice. You must make a choice as to who you will follow. You must cancel out the voice of reason. You must cancel out the voice of skepticism and criticism. You must cancel out the voice of carnality. Whether it's a family member, whether it's another preacher, whether it's somebody in the church, I don't know. But God said, you must choose tonight. You can't listen to more than one voice. It causes confusion. Anything with more than one head is a monster. God's got to know who your leader is. God's got to know from you tonight when you leave who your leader is. Jesus' name. You don't make decisions according to questions. You move according to answers. God's got his hand on you. There's a purpose. There's a plan. It's not over. This is a battle. This is the storm before the supernatural. If you will submit yourself in Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray right now. There's a... I don't know who this applies to, but I'm going to throw it out there. There are wolves. And I have more tact than to call names. I would like to call names. But there are wolves that are running networks. And we are fools to think that their tentacles can't touch the Northwest. And they are using, and I'm not here with any kind of propaganda. I'm not here to set any standard. That's your pastor's business. But they are using social networks. And they are preying on discouraged people. With fields of promising quick yield. Any promise of a quick yielding field. Without submission and dirt under your fingernails. You run from it because it's not a field, it's a grave. It's a grave. Those are not fields. There are not live bodies in those fields. There are skeletons in those fields. Corns, corn does not grow in that field. Dreams die in those fields. There is no true field that yields a harvest without a process And without submission to a man of God. And I am pleading with you. You have no business networking. You better be careful on these social networking. You you better hear, Brother Marks. Because they're silver tongued. They are glib-lipped. Do you hear me? They are glib-tongued. They are silver-tongued foxes. They are subtle. And they are running a network. And they are praying on people. They are praying on sincere people who are discouraged because it, it, they pray on the types of people that feel a call but they don't feel like they're getting enough pulpit time. On they, pray on, they, they, pray, they pray on young men and they pray on young men that feel like their pastor's not giving them near enough opportunity. And they're working. They're at work. They're sowing discord. I've seen the last young man go down without saying something. It's one thing for an old man to say something about it, and we thank God for our elders. But this is not elders doing this. It's guys in our own generation. And they are slimy. And they will say everything that the devil's convinced you that your pastor hasn't said. You want affirmation from the man of God? When the man of God puts you to work, that's his affirmation. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yeah. You want affirm from the, You say, well, I'm not getting affirm from my pastor. I'm telling you something. If he takes the time to put his finger on your nose or his foot on your nappy head, he's affirming you. Affirmation is not the shallow stuff, bro. You really got it. Come on, right. right. No, true affirmation is a pastor that sees the areas that you don't have it. Come on. That's good preaching. Because the areas you have it are not the areas that's going to destroy you. And that's not the areas that the enemy's going to focus on. that's not the areas the enemy is going to capitalize on. The enemy is going to capitalize on the areas you don't have it. You don't need somebody to tell you where you do have it. Anybody, I don't care what they promise you, anybody that drives a wedge between you and your pastor is demonic. And I don't know if we're still on that little computer right there, but I'm not afraid of what I just said. They're demonic. They're demonic because the devil is the sower of discord. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. It's demonic. There's no other way to slice it. And let me just tell you how it all pans out. They are just like idols. They never yield what they promise. And the people that they convince that it's a field with quick yield. Tonight, you pull back the facade, and they're more confused than they've ever been. And many of them are in situations that they thought were saving situations that they now realize are squeezing them, and they don't know how to get out of them. I could call names and sit down. Better be careful what you do with downtime. Thank God for an old elder that can come up behind your shoulder and say, Bud, it's a good looking net you got there. But there's a couple holes. Why are we so why are we so opposed to an extra set of eyes? boxer's been beaten and bloodied and his eyes are swollen shut or swelling shut he's got just enough open to stay in the ring If he's ignorant and arrogant he ignores the extra pair of eyes the extra pair of eyes the trainer in the corner is able to guide him Glamouring voices. They go, and I've seen them go, and they're no better off than they were when they went. And most of the time, they get no more preaching time than where they were before they left. Because to a predator, you're not a person, you're prey. Worst thing you can do in the midst of a downtime is make up in your mind, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying this, but I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm going to say it. If I had time invested in this part of the country, it'd take more than a $5 hour raise to pry me out of here. That is good preaching. And I'm going to tell you something. This is nothing but just out of sheer love. I've looked at some of you. I know some people I'm talking to. You're looking for a way out of here. Thank God for the wall that's frustrated you because it's the only thing that's kept you in here. Maybe that's one reason the wall hasn't come down because God knew if he let the wall down. You'll regret it.